Collins is next. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to Fun Point, the official podcast where two friends force each other to listen to new music. I am Eddie Colasso, and with me, as always, is Brooks Oglesby. Hey, gamers. Can I tell you something? I almost said yada yada, boys. It's been a while. But I caught myself. I was, I was, I was on my, I'm on my game today. That's how I know it's going to be a good mm-hmm. one. Now that I'm at the top of my game, it's emo time. Emo time. Uh, hey. Uh, hey. Have you, I, <laughs> just, just, uh, cause we don't, I don't know what happens in, in your life or anything. Have yeah. you done, seen any music recently that is relevant to the show? What are, are, uh, is Gerard coming back or something? I'm talking about your, <laughs> the mountain goats. Oh, you were helping me into that talking. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought like fucking Bruce Springsteen like came out with some new shit or something. Deltron I mean, Event Three. He's no, still yeah, probably I, plugging away. I, I yeah, I saw um, the the lovely band of the Mountain Goats last night, and during uh, this, and that's kind of why my voice might go during this episode because mm-hmm. we did make brief eye contact as he was singing about how we're going to make it through this year if it kills me, mm-hmm. and I liked I liked that. Um, I also spent, uh, most of my student loans on merch, yeah. which, you know, sometimes it's just like that. And, yeah. uh, they did for, for long time beat the champ listeners. Uh, I am pleased to report that they not only played song for Sasha Banks, which is, I, I consider to be in the extended part of universe, the canon. There was, yeah. he, they also played stabbed outside San Juan, a uh, stab to death, which is, uh, really fucking good live to me. So they didn't drive a big truck, but. They didn't drive yeah. a great big truck, but they, you know, they 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 got divorced with <laughs> they without any children. They they made it through the year. They they're gonna wriggle up on dry land, which the you're gonna probably home. hear about in some amount of months. <laughs> uh, yeah, the wolf came home, and that's the only other one I know. Yeah, they bribed the officials. They killed the judges. Mm-hmm. It was good. perfect. Good show. Uh, so today we're talking about. We're finally uh, talking about a band from New Jersey. We're tied finally. You know what? We are next week too, and then the week <laughs> after that, and then the week after that. How many fucking bands are from New Jersey? There's nothing to do, so they all just play different kinds of bad music. Uh huh. That I like. Right. I mean, I've liked all of them so far. Uh. So, but that. But it, I didn't say like I'm going to go through all the New Jersey bands. It just happened that way. Yeah. It's just. It's just. It's like how a day to remember is from my hometown of Ocala, and they're my favorite band. Yeah, it just works like that. Yeah. Uh, today, we are talking about the the New Jersey famous New Jersey band yeah. of Mike Chemical Romance. Mike's Chemicals. Mike's Chemical Romance. <laughs> uh, it's about so what- Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, p- Patreon request sent in by Anna XV. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so, what before uh, you dove into this album? What was your like experience? Uh huh. It and this is so we've in terms of listener interest that I've gleaned. This mm-hmm. one is the most by in kind of a walk. Mm-hmm. Like there was kind of like, like ooh, you're going to talk about Springsteen. That's exciting. Like ooh, the Mountain Goats. Yeah. But, like but multiple this people one... have been like, oh, I can't wait to hear you talk about my favorite album ever. I'm about to bust a nut. I just thinking never... about this episode. Like I was again, it's a it's a theme on this podcast. I was a piece of shit in middle school, and like I was like I was, 
I, I was, I was the person who thought I was the only person with real depression in the world. And uh-huh. I was like, everybody else is just being sad for attention, but my, mm-hmm. my depression is real. Why does nobody in my grade want to hang out with me? That was kind of my thing. Uh-huh. So I, I, I do think I would have liked this album had I discovered it in sixth grade, but I mm. fucking Oof. never, never It heard. was eighth grade for me and now I feel ancient. Yeah, well, yep. <laughs> it happens. It happens. And uh, 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 so what was your sort of My Chemical childhood? So my friend Chris, who I talk about a lot, yes. I feel like at least for like three-fourths of eighth grade where our school had a uniform requirement, he wore a My Chemical Romance hoodie every single day and never got in trouble for it. Damn, that kid's cool. He's, he's so cool, dude. <laughs> um, and he let me borrow this album and Green Day's American Idiot. So... I was That's, I had such a fucking he's, and he's good, the one who played um Rainbow in the Dark for me. Oh. Fans may remember. I had a really good bit that I was going to do. We were originally planning on recording yesterday but d- due to various disasters we couldn't yeah, do it. Yeah, my house is is uh for the foreseeable future under development. Yeah. Yeah. So, I but I was going to be like it's hey, it's September 1st. <laughs> Somebody wake up Billy Joe Armstrong. That was going to be sort of my my opener. But as you might it's have noticed, the, I didn't have one because now it's, it's the September second. That is what he says in the song. He wants you to do it when it's over. So just <laughs> pocket well, that one. I, yeah, I was. Well, it was. Yeah. So I'm saving that one now for our <laughs> our October first mm. episode. Yeah. Uh, so I I did hear this album in uh, middle school, and it was very good to me, and I liked it a lot. But I was never like I'm gonna be emo now. Right. I never fell into like that scene. I was just like, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then kind of forgot. What was your scene? I was just kind of, uh, um, what's the drill tweet that he's like, my WWE character is fuckface nerd, uh-huh. and I get beat up? Like, that was Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you, you weren't one of the, like, cool nerds who listened to My Chemical Romance. You were like... No, my catchphrase was, I can't beat them, they're too strong. <laughs> <laughs> but again, my friend Chris, he was like, every he was like friends with everyone. Uh-huh. Like, the jocks and the nerds and everything in between, and I just kind of, like, tagged along with him. Oh, no doubt. So I was, like, exposed to all the the, the middle middle school subgroups. Right. But I, ne- I never found a home. But now look at you. And now look at me. I do podcasts on the internet. <laughs> so. Yeah. Take that. Everyone who is never really mean to me. <laughs> That's gonna be a same for me. Uh, so this one, Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, it came out in 2004. Right. And Gerard Way, this is straight from Wikipedia, but I feel like, it, hey, it's his words, so I don't want to, I want to get everything right from the source. The lead singer of the band who designed the artwork has said the album is a pseudo-conceptual horror story. So when I listened to this, I thought this type of, like, lyrical content was just kind of their shtick. Yeah. Like, like the Black Parade is very much a concept album, but I didn't consider this one until I read this. And I was like, okay, I get Yeah, it. it's kind of... It's kind of a different kind of concept album than Deltron was last year. Yeah. So this is the story of a man and a woman who are separated by death in a gunfight, and he goes to hell, only to realize by the devil telling him that she's still alive. The devil says he can be with her again if he brings the devil the souls of a thousand evil men. And the man agrees to do it, and so the devil hands him a gun. 
that was the idea behind the concept. The record ended up being much more about loss in real life than anything. So yeah. I would say it's a good split. Okay, cool. Because I was really confused as to where the sort of fandom was picking up on all of that. Uh-huh. And I guess that's where it kind of comes in when the singer said it. <laughs> yeah, because, like, if fucking, if it was, like, Deltron, it would have been, like, I want y'all to meet Demolition Lover, an evil killer. <laughs> yeah. But, like, I didn't, I, like, this, I was heavy in the genius this week in terms of trying to figure out what these songs were about. Have you, it's it's never uh, mandatory for Fun Point, but do you know, like, the music videos of any of these songs? I don't. Ah! I'm sorry. Okay. Helena, it's it's Helena, I'm Not Okay, and The Ghost of You are, like, the big ones. Mainly, I'm Not Okay is amazing. Uh Uh-huh. And Helena Helena is, too, but it's in a different way. Have we talked about whether we like this one in the present? I I do. I also do. (laughs) It's really fucking good, dude. It holds up. Yeah. I, um, like... I like it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, you wanna... Let's jump into it. First Uh song... The first song on this album is Helena. It rips, dude. It rips. Uh, to quote friend of the show, Andy, I believe they said that uh, this song fucks. It is also about a dying grandmother. But, to, like, th- th- saying this song fucks, that's, like, different than saying it slaps. Like, there's a different energy. No, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That I can definitely get behind. It's really good. And all, I mean, on the subject... Mm-hmm. So the song is sort of about the the way family grandma the the, the mater familias, mm-hmm. but the grandmother's name was Elena Lee Rush, which is a fucking sweet grandma name. That's a sweet grandma name. <laughs> yes, I'll, if that's your name, you're going to get a song about you, no matter. what. Yeah, no fucking doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this song, I don't think we've it's ever come up. Uh, specifically on this podcast, but I am very much a fan of the big chorus. The what's the worst thing I could say thing? Yeah, like, I mean, in general, like, in songs, I'll be like, oh shit, this one has a big chorus. You like like the big catharsis of the big loud. Yeah, not every song has a big chorus. When it does, you know it. A big chorus, you may know, is living on a prayer. Yeah, that's a a big one. (laughs) Yeah. Another, Another thing, it doesn't happen in this song. So, like, so in order to, so, like, Dust in the Wind does not have a big chorus. No, not at all. No, it has a chorus. Yeah, and it's it's not a bad song, but it just doesn't have a big chorus. But you're not like, oh, yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's not something you want to yell at a concert. Yeah, a big chorus is the thing where you're going to put your hands up at the concert and 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 bend your elbow at every syllable. You're going to point. Or you're going to do, like, the metal fingers. Yeah, which I did both to, to John Darniel yesterday. It was good. The, be- the best ever pop-punk emo band out of New Jersey. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're going to have to be more specific, because there's apparently a lot of them. <laughs> there's a lot of them. Uh, this is, like... I, so, you, like, never... I mean, there's, a, like, a lot of nostalgia tied to this for me. Mm-hmm. So, as soon as it starts, it's like... I'm just like, oh, shit! Yeah. It's Helena. Yeah. Nice. But I so uh-huh. I actually this is one of the only like artifacts that I mm-hmm. remember from being in sixth grade. Because I couldn't prior to this week I couldn't have told you where this chorus was from. But like mm-hmm. if I was a like a, a cool, funny eleven year old and I was gonna make fun of all the pop emo music that everybody likes, like the the chorus that I know in my head is like the what's the worst thing I like I definitely knew that in sixth grade. 
Mm-hmm. So, so long and good night. It's it's really good. Which is also like it's like damn, dude. So long and good night. More like fucking so long, not good night. It's damn. both. I know, right? Fucking think it about really, it. It really makes you think. It does. It does. Um, <laughs> this one just slaps, dude. Yeah, it does. Fuck. It's like there's other parts, um, like other individual sections of this album that are more like instrumentally interesting mm-hmm. but overall everything like works together so well that you're like yeah of course this was like the lead single yeah i like it when a loud song is up front uh-huh because it's like even with like beat the champ it starts out with like a climb the turnbuckle high and like it's that's mm-hmm. fine like it's it works but i prefer i prefer to have my slaps in early mm. it's great great way to start the album yeah uh i'll move on and then fucking like jet shows up or whatever the fuck the second song is <laughs> yeah, um so the next song is called Give Him Hell Kid. Uh I don't like when this effect is on like a, a vocal. Yeah, when you it's like I mean? you're on a fucking like police radio and it's like, hey. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, it's it's at least it's only for a little bit. And yeah. then it kinda gets regular style. Uh this is to me one of the more forgettable songs. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it's near the front. Mm. But there was a part where he goes like, ooh-ah, ooh and that's good. Oh, yeah, that part's good. Uh-huh. Uh, also, I think there's a part where he says, like, we're made from the shark. Yes, yeah, so we're made oh, from cool. the shark. Oh, cool, that's things. the one lyric I was going to talk about. <laughs> uh, I th- feel like that's, oh, it's called The Sharpest Lives is a later song of theirs. Oh, okay. I thought it was The Sharpest Things, but foreshadowing. Well, this in the bridge, right? Yeah. Because that was, um, I w- I'm, I'm, I've been kind of trolling through this shit all week, and I've been trying to figure out, like, in alternate universe time, when I gave this album a shot in 2004, like, what would have been, like, my MySpace song, and what would have been, like, my MySpace title and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And some might say We Are Made From The Sharpest Things You Say is an extreme teen mood. And extreme teen mood, yeah. I extremely, <laughs> I extremely would have made that my fucking MySpace title for sure. There's a lot of bro, as you tweeted the other day. There are a lot of bro. We are teens. We're moments. fucking in this moment. We are teens. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. This one's. It's like nothing on this album is bad, but this one is one of the more forgettable mm-hmm. songs to me. It's it's you know, not to not to foreshadow too much, but it's between two very good songs. And it's uh-huh. kind of, you know, if I'm, if I only got, uh, how, is this like an hour long or how long is this album? It's probably like 40, like less than 45 Yeah. Minutes. So if I only have like 38 minutes to listen to music, I'm going to go to one and then three. I'm going to go right over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's just get into the next one. Just get into the next one. Uh, to so the end. An English major. Y'all heard of, uh, Rose Family? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's extremely, if I... I don't know how old they were when this was written, but it's a very, like, of-the-time thing to do, of especially, like, an emo, quote-unquote, emo band, which we'll get into later. Yeah. To write a house about... Write a, write a house. Write a song about this uh, story. It, I mean, it is one of the only short stories that I, that I vividly remember from school, because mm-hmm. when you get to the end, you're like, oh, fucking cool. Oh, sick. Metal. <laughs> oh, there's a hair on the bed. Gross. <laughs> Yucko. <laughs> Yeah, you should probably just give that lady a bunch of poison, huh? Yeah. That's good. 
So, for anyone who's not familiar with this story, it's like, it's William Faulkner and it's, it's, is it, what is it, Reconstruction, Antebellum, whatever, we're, yeah, whatever. we're just, we're, we're just Southern gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got some mint julep in their mouth. Mint julep. And there's an old lady, and it's gross. That's pretty <laughs> much all you need to know. Everybody's like, I bet she buried her husband 30 years ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to spoil a rose for Emily for you. <laughs> so check that out, it's a short story, as they're called. Uh-huh. Uh, but this song is basically that, with, the, like, a cool guitar riff. It's pretty it, good. It, it's like the doo doo doo, like it kind of reminded me of uh, the Strokes, like on Reptilia. Yeah, dude, for sure. Like that. We'll get into a lot of songs <laughs> from this era sounding the same later. Yeah, I have a, a very distinct example queued up. Okay. Um, but also another. I think that's just the thing of all the songs I like on this one have the big chorus. Well, yeah. Like, with the build-up, like, if you marry me, and then, to all the that you drink. Like, yeah, I mean, it's if good. it's, you know, if I want, if I want a slow, sad ballad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the Mountain Goats or something. You know, the mm-hmm. Blackout for Local TV, Southwestern Territory. I, I come to the Way, Way Brothers, and I, I want songs that fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, again, they do a lot of, like, Gerard Way is a very good vocalist. Mm-hmm. To contrast with our friend of the show, Jack Terrycloth, who is not, but he, Jack yeah, Terrycloth does but... a lot of, like, flourishes and, like, weird things that make him sound interesting, and Gerard <laughs> Way kind of has both of that. That's true. Like, this is another one where it's a thing I don't really like at the start, because he's kind of, like, whisper singing at the start, like, he calls a mansion, not a house, but a tomb. tomb. Yeah. He's always joking from this, and that, that's something I would normally not like. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'll allow it can on I, this one. Can I say about the beginning? So now that the semester for me has started, Fun Point has sort of become a race against time uh-huh. in terms of like I have to give myself enough time where I'm listening to the music, enough times to like get it, and also mm-hmm. have time to like listen to my favorite weekly podcasts and shit and do my homework. Yeah. So like I, it was Wednesday and I'd only listened through the album like once or twice. And uh, I was stuck on campus, and in, it was the middle of a famous fl- uh, Florida afternoon thunderstorm, which is just mm-hmm. fucking bad. Uh, we got yeah. we got bad storms over here. Y'all heard about Florida? So the first time that like I actually listened listened to to the end was it was the next song on my list as I was sprinting across a college campus, like trying to not get struck by lightning in a, and, in the rain. Yeah, and like the moment where like. This elevator only goes up to ten. Like that was the and moment where like, yeah. uh-huh. I became supersonic and like <laughs> engines like sprung from my calves and I yeah. started running like fifty. You miles activated Recipro. Yeah, Recipro burst. Like genuinely, I was like, okay, I like this song is good to me now. Uh huh. And like, I you know I might put it on the old jogging playlist. Honestly, it's it's pretty good for that. And I you know I made it. My, if I was yeah, listening my, to, like, fucking Interlude, where Gerard Way's just fucking, like, at Catholic Mass or whatever, like, I probably would have yeah. done If a song is called Interlude, I'm not listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> like, just gen- I will for this show. Yeah, it's a but, warning sign. It's just like, don't worry about this one. Yeah, you can skip this one. Or if a song is called Intro. Like, if you're gonna have an intro track to your album, it has to have a name. Yeah, like, it's gotta be, like, the Ass Man 640 Speaks or something like that. Then <laughs> yeah. it's like, okay. I got- <laughs> This ought to be good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is. one's good. This song's good. Yeah, I like to the end. 
Bold move uh, putting it at track number three if it's called to the end, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, next up, you know what they do to guys like us in prison. In the middle of a gunfight. <laughs> in the and center this is, of a restaurant. Yeah, the, the way he says restaurant, like, that's one of the things I'm talking about, <laughs> where he just does, like, a goofy voice thing, but it yeah. works. Uh-huh. Well, I gotta get me. Like a volunteer with lock goddamns. Like, uh-huh. it's kind of like, like a show tunes, like, theatrical voice. Yeah. But it works. I like it. Um, there, again, a part that I wouldn't like is, like, during the middle of the show, and he's like, I miss my mom! Like, they do a lot of stuff <laughs> that I don't like in songs, but I'm fine with it. But the, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because I'm giving them a pass because it's my chemical romance. It's also, it's my my sort of very casual understanding of the the sort of the the, the pop punk emo whatever the fuck this is mid two thousands genre. Mm-hmm. This is really the first song to do the title the way that I think of all the songs. I think Panic at the Disco was kind of the peak yeah. Panic of that. at the Disco sort of created and perfected the form maybe of the song's kind of about this, but the title is just. But I mean, also, lot. later on, we have It's Not a Fashion Statement, It's a Fucking Death Wish, which I would also sort of put in that camp. Fucking Death Wish, as Spotify is censoring us. And we'll, let, let Spotify say fuck. Yeah, let them let Spotify say Paul Robeson and also fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is pretty good, but again, it's over... Like, same as um, Give Him Hell Kid. It's extremely overshadowed by the next song. Uh-huh. Which I'm just very excited to talk about. I like that uh, if you go to the Genius page, like it's like, oh, this song's about like prison and how it's bad. Uh, one of the questions is, have any members of My Chemical Romance gone to prison? And the answer just says, no! <laughs> it's, it's, it's strictly conceptual. Yeah, this is... And that's also a sort of running theme with the analysis of this album is like, this is one of the only parts where it actually relates back to the concepts. Yeah, it's Which it's makes about, me feel better uh, about like having like smooth brain about not really getting the album the album idea until i like, read about it i didn't even know to the end was about that story until i looked at it and then i was like oh yeah i thought it was about an elevator <laughs> I was yeah like, fuck yeah dude uh let's get to i'm not okay let's just get into the one i'm not okay parentheses i promise to me is like top three pop punk songs of all time okay it's fucking good, dude. It's pretty good. Like, as soon as it starts in here, I'm like, I am a teen. It's yeah. happening again. <laughs> I'm surprised that I really don't have any memory of the song, so I guess I just didn't remember it. Uh-huh. But it does, so one of my favorite sort of uh, little little Brooks's ear things that I like, you, you're a big chorus man, and I mm-hmm. also do like that. I like it where, like, when people do, like, a funny, like, Donald Glover thing... Where, you know, like, sometimes where, like, he's rapping, and then he'll just, he'll kind of stop, and he'll just be like, Fisker's Don't Make Noise, just so you just know, so you know, know. That one? Yeah. I like it when they just say a thing in regular human words, so I like the mm-hmm. part where he's singing, and then he goes, trust me. I like that. Uh-huh. It's good. I like it when a, when a song does it. There's, uh, my, uh, band of the show, The Gaslight Anthem, they have one song where, I don't know how I, I still, to this day, don't know how I feel about it. Mainly, probably because there's no way to sing it at a concert. Sure. But in one of the songs, he goes, and just keep breathing. <sighs> and there's like a big <laughs> exhale. Like, I can't sing that. So maybe yeah, that's you can't why I don't loudly like it. sort of. Yeah. But then they, but then they do a cool, like, like the cool guitar noise. When yeah, you no doubt. The pick down, and then you're back. I'm back on board. Um, 
hey, I'm not okay. I, <laughs> you wear me out. So this is, to me, my understanding, it's a song about how it's hard to be the guy on AIM, AOL, Instant Messenger, who all the girls come to for advice, but they won't date and also ask me if I'm going through it. Mm-hmm. Is that sort of a, the read of it? To me, the my entire understanding of this song had never anything to do with the lyrics and was tar- entirely about the video. Where okay. all, the, the band, they're in, they're in high school, and they're just, like, getting picked on and beat up. And they're then at the okay. end, they're, they're about to fight the jocks. Okay. There's a, there's, a, there's a part of this video I don't understand where it's just, like, them doing stupid things. Like, one of the band members is in, like, chemistry class, and he, like, drinks the gross stuff. Oh, and they're like, Gerard- hey, I'm Gerard Way, and this is the long jump enema. And then they all put on yeah. underwear, and they give themselves yeah. an enema, and they jump, and then you can see, based on their poop, how far they've jumped. So Gerard Way, his role in this one is he gets he like receives a test back and he has an F on it, and then he's like he says yeah and he does a fist pump and then someone just punches him in the face. <laughs> I never understood this dichotomy. Yeah, but it's good. Um, I also want to mention shout out to Ray Toro, guitarist of this band, who is extremely good, and okay. I just appreciate how much he loves Queen. Yeah. Because the solo on this, like, listen to this solo, and then listen to the Bohemian Rhapsody yeah, solo. if you want to talk big choruses, Freddie Mercury yeah. was a man who understood yeah, the Yeah, he kind of, he kind of, we're on the same page on that one. Yeah. But this, it's it's just the Bohemian Rhapsody solo, which yeah. I'm not mad at, I like it a lot. Huh. I, I just appreciate, uh, anytime a, like, pop-punk-style band has a guy, a guitarist <laughs> that can actually play a solo, uh-huh. I'm, like, sick. Like, this rules. Yeah, it's so good. Um, hey, I'm 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 not oh fucking k. Did you know that? But then he, but he is. If you think about, if you just take the text without the subtext, he said, "I'm okay." You know, subtext is for cowards. So that's true. Yeah, but it's you're you're wearing me out with all of the problems and not dating me, which was very much my mood in sixth grade. Mm -hmm. You know. Why can't, why does Chris have a girlfriend? And why I does don't. Chris have a girlfriend? And why does I, the lone green man at this concert, not have a yeah. girlfriend? Chris, my extremely cool friend, why does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> and me, with no personality traits other than tells jokes sometimes, doesn't. Uh huh. I need to sit and work this one out. Why does me, the person who spends most of his free time on writing Homestar Runner fanfic on the Homestar Runner wiki, why is it not really working out for me right now? Uh, I'm going to go to the Insomniac Games official forums and ask my fellow <laughs> Ratchet and Clank players why <laughs> I'm like this. Grab your wrenches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's this one. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, next up, Trust we me, have... I like it. We have The Ghost of You. Uh, I might... I think I'm gonna get some, uh... Ooh. This is my problematic take. I don't like this one. Really? Yeah. You know what? Me neither. <laughs> okay. It's- Again, I feel like a lot of people think of the video, and it makes them feel a certain way, because the song isn't that good to me. I just want to be clear that I we're not... This podcast, I don't envision it at... We're not trying to be the needle drop. Yeah. In that we're not trying to be... All right, but also uh, I'm, in terms I'm feeling of, a low to mid five on uh, because <laughs> the ghost of you because I don't think of this as sort of a high level music audiophile sort of take. I think of it more as I'd never heard this album before and I mm. don't know shit about music and I like most of it and this mm. one doesn't grab me as much. 
it's it sounds like fucking Hoobastank the reason. See, I was gonna say that it's the most sort of so like so back in the day, the the Brooks brain would say that emo was what's the worst thing I can say? Uh, things are better if I stay. Mm-hmm. Present present Brooks who who like uh, wears band t shirts and jeans now. Mm-hmm. I th- like this is the song that feels most closely to what I think of emo present day. Because it's got kind of like that twinkly guitar in it. Yeah. And it's kind of a slow one. But also, I don't I don't care for it. Listen, the big chorus doesn't save this one to me. What even fucking is the big chorus? At the end of the world! I can't, I can't get that high. Well, oh, the last know. thing I see. Okay, yeah, 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 that's on. Never coming never, home, never, never, yeah. Never. Could yeah. I, should I? Should I? Yeah. I also like the, the bridge. Thing that you never, ever, yeah. The, when I was going through the lyrics the first time, the bridge actually made me laugh out loud by myself. <laughs> because if I it just kind of, like, the, when you write out the lyrics, it just kind of looks like somebody losing their balance. <laughs> if I fall, yeah, just the text. Whoa, the whoa, whoa. <laughs> if I fall, if I fall down. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Just a little, yeah. just, you know, a little, I was keeping it light for myself. Yeah, the video, they were doing like, um, a saving Private Ryan type thing. And it was like, ah, oh, we're dancing with our lovely ladies, but then it shows them, like, at a war. Oh, so it's like, and, and then it's like, never coming home because I'm a soldier man. Because it's the empire of of military. Yeah. and it's. I, but I don't know if it's like, <laughs> military it's like is bad. anti-war? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah. Because it's more like my personal life is affected by this, and not like an overarching... You I know, think that's also kind of how Saving Private Riot is, where it's like... Okay, I've, ne- I've never seen it. Me fucking so. either, because it has, like, a gun and loud and shooting in it. But, like, uh-huh. I I think from a cultural osmosis, the understanding is that, like, it's really brutal, and it's showing you that, like, war is, like, maybe not as, as like, her- like wonderful and romantic and Renly Baratheon as, like, it you might think it is. But also mm-hmm. every Republican that I know fucking loves it. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh... Next up, we have the Jet Set Life is Gonna Kill You. This is uh, sort of the the Red Hot Chili Peppers track of the... Okay, do you want to unpack that a little bit? Well, it's it's the one about, you know, doing the, the life on the road and the, the drug and the, the, the chemical and the dream of Californication. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. The drums are doing a lot. I, shout out to... I don't know who played drums on this album, but he's very good. Yeah. Uh, now that I'm like, ah, I listen to music, like, holistically, I like to hear what the instruments are doing. Like, he puts a lot of work in. It's really mm-hmm. good. Um, but again, not, like, I feel like after, um, the interlude, all the rest are, like, bangers. Like, yeah. nonstop. This is the last kind of, okay, yeah, the song. last aperitif. Yeah. I Though do... it does, uh you go first. Okay, I just wanted to sort of, my sort of uh, most pertinent point from this song is, we you sort of talked about it earlier where Gerard Way just sort of decides to say words differently sometimes. He does like a Dracula voice. He does do a sort of Dracula voice. <laughs> and my uh-huh. my favorite thing is when he says, check into the Hotel Bella Muerte. Mm-hmm. Because I like it, I like that he decided to use another language because it would be too silly to say that in English. The Hotel of Death Lady? You just like, hey, check into the Good Time Dying Hotel. Like, that's, yeah. no, that one, that one doesn't sound very good, Gerard. 
Yeah, let's, it's like, let's, but let's, let me, Total Buela Muerte. Like, oh, okay, that's fucking good. That's sick. That rips. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll throw um, out this piece of paper that says Pretty Death Hotel. Pretty Death Hotel. Oh, okay, table that for now. We'll get yeah. back to it. We'll send we'll, that one we'll to edit the that one in, we'll, Yeah. Yeah, they got back to us and said it's too close to uh, <laughs> to their thing. So, yeah, Gerard, just a, just a uh, little uh, quick bit here. When you check into the ho- the hotel of, of Death Woman and you say uh, you can come and go as you like, I think we're going to get some pushback on that one. Mm-hmm. So let's revisit it. Yeah, I don't know if that's sort of how most people understand death. Yeah. <laughs> he had just seen Coco, and he was like, oh, it seems like you can kind of... I... He, he knew... It. Uh-huh. Who is dead in this concept album? It seems like... I think I'm just having a bad analysis of it, but every song, it seems like it's a little bit different about, like, he's dead, or his wife is dead, or the, the devil is dead, or the people well, he's the, killing the are grandma's, dead. The grandma's definitely dead. The grandma's dead, but it's about how his, his wife died, his uh, funny Borat wife. And then he the, he said to Satan, hey, I want her back. And then Satan said, do, do you? And <laughs> then he said, oh, a hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd, except it's with, uh, mm-hmm. he's not a dog. He's just a sad man. Mm-hmm. And then he goes and he becomes a serial killer and it makes him very sad. And then the devil tricks him at the end. And But aside from that, I don't really get the sort of the second act. Listen, if, I know it was 2004, but if you're still falling for tricks from the devil, come on. Yeah. You got to do better than that. To me. I, listen, the fucking Robot Devil came out in fucking 2000. You should... True. Get yeah. your hard okay. drive scratched by the Beastie Boys. That's what you, what you, what you get on level five. Yeah, true. I, d- I do like how that makes me feel. And I will say my emotions when it happens. <laughs> uh, next up is the interlude, and my note... <laughs> my Good, note for this, Go ahead. for this one is, I don't know what he's saying, so I'll just wait until we record the episode to find out. Oh, cool. So did you have it up now? Now I have it up, yeah. Great. So my note for this song is that this is explicitly now a Christian album because this is a song about praying. So it, it says, Saints protect her now, come angels of the Lord, come angels of unknown. And that's it. It's a song about being Catholic. Okay. I mean, cool, but cool, like, dark Catholic. That's it. But yeah, because Catholic is like the most goth, like, sort of denomination of Christianity. Uh-huh. Because all the other ones are like, mm, I don't drink. But then, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. And that's, God loves you. Yeah, that's sort of the Joel Osteen sort of my upbringing Protestant non-denominational, where it's just like, whatever you're doing, it's fucking good, dude. So I not I'm I try not to be internet atheist, but I'm, I'm not a fan of the whole, you know, organized religion thing, mm-hmm. but... Well, you, I haven't, do you, haven't heard, you haven't heard the music that I'm going to make you listen to, but okay. Okay. No, yeah, then I'll be a fan of it. Yeah. But... For all of its problems, Catholicism has some cool iconography. Yeah, that's like it's Catholicism a lot of cool should shit you have got. merch that looks like a black metal band. Like the fucking the the all the merch at the Mountain Goat show is just like fucking like crosses and skeletons and Desherazone and like mm-hmm. Latin quotes all over it. Like just make a fake Bullet Club shirt and it says like Jesus Club. Right, I mean, kids will buy it up. It should basically be the Triple H shirts that he ha- he's had for the last ten years, uh-huh. where like he stopped making shirts that were like Vince loves cock with a rooster on it. Uh-huh. Uh, but now it's all just like fucking creator e dis- et destructor, and it's like and there's oh, and there's like a big skull eating a motorcycle on it. Yeah, <laughs> like that's uh, what Catholicism is. All right, I'll, I'll see if I can get a hold of the Pope and 
and their merch. And team give him a and, copy of Undertale. Yeah, give him a copy of. I'll give him a copy of Undertale and my Chemical Romance Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, and I'll say uh-huh. when you get a chance, bud. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Thank You for the Venom, and you know what? Thank you, Gerard. For the this song. song, this song fucks. Dude. This, is, this is a highlight for for me. So this is again uh, to dip into the uh, fun point wells. This is a song that makes you want to run through a brick wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do. So I'm I'm just gonna do a shitty version of this and play it over my like microphone and okay. not edit it in later. So I get like so because I'm lazy. No doubt. So here here's the famous intro of "Thank You for the Venom." Let me start it up real quick. Okay. You get that? Yeah, I like it. And you're like, oh, this is sick. Uh, I love Iron Maiden. This is good. So, another band... Uh, I'm, I'm gonna play it first so everyone can have their chest cave in. Because I know we have some other listeners who are familiar with this band. Both released in 2004. Uh-huh. This is a different song that I'm about to play. Okay? Okay. Get ready for this. song it sort of seems a little similar you could just write that riff in 2004 and you'd have a hit and everyone would love it and i wouldn't notice until 14 years later what was the other song the other song is called unholy confessions by a band known as avenge sevenfold oh so that's sort of the rev run band yes sinister gates and uh yeah, johnny crest and yeah and, and jimmy vengeance on that one uh-huh and guess what? I don't care if they both slap. <laughs> Listen, fucking the fucking tiny dancer and whatever that one Bruce Springsteen song. This is the exact same mm. piano, but it's they're both good. I gotta say, I I like "Thank You for the Venom" better because it's cl- like largely clean vocals. Uh-huh. The reason I didn't get into like that whole metalcore thing when it was popular was because the riffs are always fucking sick. But then the guy would just be like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't like. I don't care for that shit. I don't care for that." I'm so glad and, to hear you say that as my podcast co-host, because now uh, I, it's, I don't have to expect so much of that necessarily. And then they put out City of Evil after, and the singer said, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah. I'm just going to sing about Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. And she's, I said, all right, I'll take it. If you think about it, she's a dwelling place for demons. She is he pretty said. much a dwelling place for demons. Uh, this, but to talk about this song again, it slaps. Yeah. Big chorus. It has the sick riff. It has the big chorus. It has a good solo. This is probably my favorite song on the album. I think it might also be mine. It's yeah, it's good. Uh, and again, it's it's like he does a thing like not a poet, but a criminal, and you never had a chance. Like again, something I wouldn't normally like. Love it. I'll leave it. You cannot do it. Like just a lot of goofy shit, but it works so well. Uh huh. Every every it's like I I want to see just the like the visualizer of his vocals on it. Like I would in front the say if you pay me. It's good. Which is also, it's, he's like, he wouldn't front the scene if you paid him. So it's like, he doesn't want to be like the poser that's like at the front. But I mean, this is kind of the band that I think of in terms of fronting the scene, which I mean, you know, it's, can't can't blame him for being popular. It's just, again, kind of, kind of a bold move. They never asked for this. It just, it was, uh, it was theirs by right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if if John Bon Jovi wrote a song that's like, I don't want to be the singular voice of the eighties. Well, it's like, sorry, bud. Sorry, bud. It happened. You did it. Yeah, you already did. Uh, I I want to get into "Hang 'Em High." That's the next song. Yeah, no doubt. 
Because they just become cowboys now. Yeah, so this is sort of a song... I I read it as... It's a song about losing interest in writing a song about a cowboy. Because it because starts it's, off very cowboy, and it, it gets progressively cowboy. less cowboy. You definitely have a, like, good, bad, and ugly whistle. Yeah, you have... And then they're talking about, like, six, six shotguns. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah this wedding. This is the most of... Oh, I hit my mic. The most of all the goofy, got you in my sights. Yeah. By the grace of God. Like, he does the most in this one. Mm-hmm. But it's good. And then he's like, you know what? This is a good riff. Let's drop the cowboy shit. And yeah, let's, like, let's just get halfway in and then forget about that cowboy yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then verse two is all about, like, beca- like c- climbing out of your coffin and shit like that. And then it's like, uh-huh. and then they're in a church and everybody starts convulsing. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you know, it's it's also it's, about the, it, old, the Old West. Like, the first half is definitely the stronger part, but it's so good that you kind of forget about it and just, it makes the whole song mm-hmm. good to me. Yeah, I like to, I like to listen to it over and over again, because then I just, I start the, I start the first half and then I hear the, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, I like oh. I would have done, I would have done it, but I can't whistle. Yeah, I, I can't, I, uh, I can't do a really good job of it. I have, I have the dry podcast lips right now, unfortunately. Fun, fun Eddie fact. But I usually I would that. nail it. Yeah, of course. We'll we'll put it in post. I'll Thank get a you. whistle sound effect, and it'll sound really good. Thank you. Uh, next up, we have it's not a fashion statement; it's a fucking death wish. This the intro is another one that makes me. I'm the guy running out of the fridge, moshing uh-huh. like when I when this one starts. When you dead to me, you get a lifetime. <laughs> if you th- yeah, if you think about it. And it's it's from uh, the the uh, Neil Neil Gaiman sentence from his book The Sandman. Uh, I like it has a uh, on the the genius page. It's like what have artists said about the song? And there's a tweet from Gerard Way of talking about how hard the song is to sing. Nice. And I just like I like when artists are like, yeah, this song is really hard. <laughs> like there's something about because I like I'll try to play something on the guitar and I'm like this sucks. And then I'll see yeah. something from th- them being like, oh, yeah, it's really hard to do. <laughs> I wrote it, and I can't do it. That makes me feel a little better. This is this is the point where I realize that I think that they're just singing about the same thing over and over again. Uh-huh. Because the bridge of the song is also like, you put me in a hole, and I'm climbing out right now. And this is, like, Hang 'em High just did a part about climbing out about of a About getting out of coffin. That's why I didn't even think of it as a concept album. I just thought it was shit they liked to sing about, kind it of. It was literally just, you were in a coffin, and then you're alive now. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I, it's not a critique. It's just, <laughs> it's just that's the way they did it. It's liter- um, It's the same way as, like, how Deltron was kind of like... He would just, like, sing about hard drives every song. Hard drive, manipulate, to con- congregate, and, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. That's how Deltron does. That's, what he, that's how he sounds. Uh, I want to get to Cemetery Drive. Okay. Because I feel like this should have been the last song on the album. Interesting. Just, just, I don't know. It just seems like a closer. It, so- it sounds song like a clo- in that, like, I remember hearing it the first time and being like, oh, it's the last song, just sort of the way that it sounds. Um, did you, did you listen to Fake Problems? Uh, what, what is that? Chris Farron? Uh, it, the band. Never heard of either of those things. Uh, okay. Well, either way, they have a song called ADT, and the, the I heard this now, and the drums in the intro are pretty much exactly the same. Okay. Should I do, should I cue up another? Yeah, I, you know what, I like, I like the DIY sort of 
sort All of right, music. So, so here's uh, first. I'll play Cemetery Drive. Okay, so we got that, and this one is less like it's not exact like the other one was, sure. but it's still when I heard it, I was like, hey, that's what that's what it is. Let me. So here's here's ADT by Fake Problems. Mm-hmm. This night, yeah, walk the dead. (laughs) See, but I guess like, of course, there's going to be overlap because they're all pretty much not the same genre, but you know, but it's just strange to actually notice it. Mm -hmm. Like when when the first time you hear that "Smells Like Teen Spirit" is just more than a feeling. Yeah, like that's all I can think of. Or like how the Undertaker's theme song is the Meow Mix theme song. Yeah, (laughs) is it? You know the part where it's like. Okay, it's literally the fucking meow mix theme. Like when he, like not at the very beginning, but by the time he's walking, it's exactly like twenty five minutes in. Yeah, like twenty five minutes in, it does the meow mix thing. Fun Undertaker burn for you there. Yeah, deep into the episode. Listen, Kane's never had a good singles match in his career. I listen. You're preaching to the choir. I'm glad, and he's also a Republican mayor now. So fuck him. Fuck Kane. The dead, the not the dead man, the hell's demon's favorite demon, yeah, the 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 red man, the red man. Uh, we do get a big chorus on this end. I miss you so far. I, I think like was, the I, I almost hit that. I almost got that I, one. You know, I did. You just play it because I thought you just played it. Oh yeah, I was still playing it from my phone on the song. And they did the thing where they say "way down, way down," but you know mm-hmm. they could be saying "weighed down." Wait, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's also like a double entendre that also happens in Event 2, the Deltron 3030 sequel. But also happens in the new Ghost album. Really? Uh, you're going to listen to Ghost one day. I just want you to prepare you for I'm that. probably expecting one day to have to listen to it. But it it's it's a, it's just a bit like an 80s dance song. And okay. it sounds like he's saying, I want to be with you in the moonlight. Oh. But he's saying, I want to, but he says, I want to be with you. But like bewitch you, bewitch. It's like how how in power, Kanye mm-hmm. West says so exciting, but then it sort of it echoes and echoes, and it eventually sounds like he's saying suicide. It kind of is like when Kanye West said he was going to put the pussy in a sarcophagus, right? <laughs> if you think about it for a minute, because having sex with a pharaoh is similar to just kind of having sex, to just having your brain pulled out your nose. Yeah, you know. Next song is what I never told you what I do for a living, and it's the last song on the I, album. I like this one. Yeah. You don't this care one, for it. I. It's not that I don't care for it. It's like, I, because I, this is just like a brain thing for me, I guess, that I think Cemetery Drive should be the last song. So I always forget right. about this one. Like, I don't, really don't have that much to say about it. Okay. Because I always hear Cemetery Drive, and I'm like, oh, the album's over. See, I had that problem with Selena Gomez's Stars Dance, where uh-huh. I thought Undercover should be the last song. That you don't uh-huh. know the love of, we can't keep it undercover. Get undercover. Yeah. You know yeah. that one? Yeah. And then yeah, at yeah. the very end, she's like, Love will remember you. And I'm like, Keep it. I don't need it. But <laughs> I. You can hold on to this one. Yeah, just hang on to that one for me real quick. Mm. Um, but this one's good because it's, the genius will tell you, it's the only, one of the only tracks to truly go with the concept of the album. Okay. 
Uh, because it, it's it's about how how the devil lied, and it's and like I, it could just be me. It could I you know this album came out what fourteen years ago. I've never I'd never heard the number one thousand on this album. Yeah, that's the th- yeah. And I don't know where that distinct number comes from. And it's like, it's so. He's been he's been singing about climbing out of a coffin for fucking 13 songs, but mm-hmm. he's still alive, right? He's not a ghost killing people cuz he's alive and he wants to be dead so that he can or he wants his wife to be alive so that he or w- either one. At least on this one there's more evidence for a devil doing something than a genie doing. Yeah, something. so this is the part where he's killed a lot of people at this point and he's you know, he it's the fucking, it's Johnny Gargano becoming a monster because even he's trying to do good, but he's done so much bad stuff to get there. And kind of how he says, like, this is the last time this is ever going to happen. Yeah, and he looks at his hands later. and he says, how am I so violent? And uh-huh. then he, and, but then the devil says, oh, so you've killed 999 people, Gerard. Well, Time to the- kill one more, There's my good one sir. person on your list. And it's, it, and he, he, he turns around the list and it's a mirror and he has to kill oh. himself last to be reunited. And we don't even like, we don't even know if it was like successful, if like they're together in death, or if he just got fucked over and then it's sad My Chemical Romance. I like to think the more positive one that they're together in, in death because they're you know they'll love again, they'll laugh again, they'll cry again, they'll will dance again. And I really like that part as like sort of the outro where it's like fuck I lost, but then it's like but we'll love again and we'll laugh again. I really like that part a lot. It's I good. do like it's kind of. I'm very basic, so I enjoy this type of thing when there's, like, dark material. But it's kind of, like, it's almost like a sing-songy, like, and never again, and never yeah. again. They, they gave us two shots to the back. back of the head. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always enjoy that. Yeah, it's very good, and I like to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're listening, Gerard, I think it was a perfectly fine closer. It, okay, that th- it's just me. Like it's a thing that I thought once, and then kind of never listen. Work this way out of my head. Podcasts are we have you know we got two brains on this podcast, so we should we shouldn't always be in perfect agreement because yeah. otherwise you know we just fucking NPR serial. We just do it ourselves. I'm assuming there's only one serial host. Yeah, there is, but she does at the end thank lots of people who help her, oh, okay. which we never do. And we didn't do a Patreon yeah, segment. Yeah, we should Every time there's an interlude in the yeah, album, I, we should I, just I, remember... Five minutes before we started, I said, the interlude is probably a good spot to do the Patreon mm-hmm. thing. Let's Listen, get into that now. If you think about it, this entire week is a Patreon thing. So yeah. we're, we're honestly early. So yeah, let's we're get into it. Because it is a Patreon thing. Patreon.com slash Thrones. You can donate the money to us. $5 a month. You can send in your request, just like this one, and we'll talk about it eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can send in a message and we'll read it. And that's, if you want to do that, we like to read them, I'd I think. love to do it. And at $10, you get all that in special user status in the Discord. Um, so that's that. <laughs> so send them in. Hey, a lot of people at the $5 tier haven't sent in... Like, it's not like you'll... Se- this was the case for this one, where it was sent in and was immediately picked. But uh-huh. that's not the case for all of them. And if you send yours in quicker, then you'll have a higher chance of it getting picked mm. than, you know, not doing it at all. Right. Just saying. That makes sense. If you want to do that. Uh, do we do, I, do we do questions or Slap City first? We do, we do, a, we do a question. Or no, we do a Slap City. Sorry. We do Slap City? Okay. 
So Slap City, who Slap goes City. first? I believe it's. I me think I do. Are you? Sure? Oh no, I went first last week. Yeah, yeah. Because you, you I the last one is the the PlayStation Two GameCube song of Protoculture. <laughs> so we got the kind of games you can't run a fly buster. It's a fun song. I like it. It it is. I like it too. So you mentioned I'm not. It's not Avenged Sevenfold. I want to tell you that. But you, we talked about Avenged Sevenfold before, the dwelling place of, of demons, the Guitar Hero 2. We like to, we always think about Guitar Hero 2. And you might remember that when you were growing up, you had a PlayStation 2 and all your friends had Xbox 360. So you got the original Guitar Hero 2 and like you knew all the songs and you played Jordan on Expert and you did it and it was good and everybody started clapping. Hell yeah, but, my dad was so proud of me. Yeah. It's a good song. But uh, and Buckethead actually wrote it ex- ex- specifically for Guitar Hero too, if you can believe it. So <laughs> when Xbox 360 comes out and all my cool friends get uh, Guitar Hero two with extra songs, one of their songs was the only My Chemical Romance song that I did I like. See where we're going? Growing up, which is the song of Dead exclamation point. It's uh, really fucking good, and I've been listening to it a lot this week to just make sure, like, is this, does this song fuck, I said to myself in the rearview mirror over and over again, and then Gerard Way put his lips directly against the microphone and says, yes, it, yes, it does. You get two Ray Toro, Brian May solos in that song. Uh-huh. At the start and at the solo part. And so. it's genuinely fun to play on Guitar Hero 2 also. Mm-hmm. That's how you know. All right, so Dead, going up on the list. Yeah. Let me click that. There we go. Now let me cue mine up. Uh, so, uh, Patreon pick is is wild card. I I do whatever. Yeah. I'm still going by. There's a reason I have this one. Uh, mainly is because I wanted to put a song from this band on it. Sure. But also, this is kind of you know a dark album. There's like killing and the devil. Yeah, dude. And and stuff like that. So I went a, a spooky route. So like, and a, like a ghost. Uh, I'm thinking more of a kind of like a witch. Oh, like a spellbinding witch, you like know? a Miri Mazdor. Kind of like a Miri Mazdor, and this witch, who goes by the name of Stevie Nicks, also did oh, nothing wrong. Oh, so yes, the the famous uh, the famous Fleetwood, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. Yes, we have the song of Rhiannon on uh, going ah. up on Slum City this week. Really good. It, they, I, I was thinking because they have a live album. I think it's called like the dance. Now we will begin to dance. Uh huh. And pretty much every song on it, the live that's the album that made me like live albums. Because mm-hmm. before it, I was like, whatever. Like it's just another recording. 
But then at the start of the chain, all the singers harmonize, listen to the wind blow. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is good. I've so seen... I was kind of going back and forth on, I'm not going to put live albums on here. We're going to go strictly studio okay. for this one. But the live version of Rihanna is extremely good. Gotcha. Mm. I've seen so many, and it might just be the the old fucking uh, Bader Meinhof phenomenon or whatever the fuck, where it's like you notice something and then you notice it forever all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ever since we started this podcast and you started like Fleetwood posting more often, I've seen so many memes about how Fleetwood Mac slaps. They do. Maybe that's kind of like what influenced me. You know, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, that's Is maybe. Is it me finally being like, I think I'll listen to old music now that I'm an old man. Uh-huh. Or are the youngsters finally, like, catching on? Yeah. The ones who make the memes. You know? Either you know, way, it's I've, good to me. I've, I always I always think, you know, oh, I'd, I'd probably like Fleetwood Mac, but I don't really know anything about them. I've actually seen Stevie Nicks live. Yeah? Because she, she opened for Rod Stewart. Okay. And I went to a Rod Stewart concert once. Well, so that so sounds I, fun. It was, um, you know... What does my, Rod Stewart sing? Kim would know this. It's like the, the, do you think I'm sexy, you know? Oh, that's not great. He's a, he's a funny, he, uh... Alright, well, we'll, 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 talk, we'll talk about it on the Rod Stewart episode. First cut is the deep, okay. Okay, uh, questions. You can send us, we're funpointcast on Tumblr and at gmail.com. Uh, first question this week comes in from official costume designer of the show, Cosmimer, uh-huh. who asked, I never went through an emo phase when I was a teen, so I've decided to do it now. This is really helping me in that. Do y'all have anything like that that flew you by at the time that you regret not taking part in? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there are any, like, big phases. I mean, I don't play Fortnite now, so... <laughs> but you can thank the bus driver now. You can, uh, So now I gotta play it. Yeah. yeah I, I don't uh, know. I never had enough friends to, like, yeah, no doubt, be same. notable of any group, so I never felt like I need to be a part of this. I, um... I had some friends in middle school, if you can believe it, and they liked Nirvana a lot. And again, uh-huh. I was a, I was a shitty snot nosed dipshit. So I was like, uh, uh, I hope Courtney Love did it, and I would have done it too. F- fuck, fuck him. He's sad boy. He sucks. I was. Mm-hmm. I said all that like without swearing, mm-hmm. but like you know, I was like. I was very like, when well, grunge is is bad. And then I listened to Nirvana like a couple years ago, and I was like, fuck, this is good, and I would have really liked it back then. Yeah. So I do it's regret not having a Nirvana phase growing up. Uh, also, I regret, um, I guess this is more of like a consumer type thing, but I, I regret not having one of those Beyblade battle arenas. Oh, dude, I had one of those in elementary school. That shit ruled. I had the Beyblade, but not the arena, so I would always have to like go over someone's house and play it, and I could never like uh-huh. practice my skill at home. I never so had, I I never had one, but it was literally in our gifted classroom that we would go to once a week, uh-huh. and it would be like, ah, oh, let's do some pre-algebra, and then let's fucking go let it rip. So you could, hey Kim, what songs does Rod Stewart sing? Um... May the good Lord be with forever young. And then, wake up, Maggie, I think I got something in And, um, whole lot. Okay, because Brick said the same thing. Those two songs? No, that he has a lot of them, but none of us seem to know them. Oh, yeah. When we would visit Oma in Maryland, we would listen to Rod Stewart's greatest hits. He has something about, like, sexy legs. I yeah, think, I think Brooks got hot that legs one. Or yeah, uh-huh. yeah, hot legs, chicken legs, the- chicken legs, <laughs> damn wings. girl, damn girl, you got some chicken legs, <laughs> damn, <laughs> and she got chicken legs, and yeah, 
Damn. All right. Next question comes in from a friend of the show, Maxi Bajillion. Did you guys to listen to Rod Stewart? No, he just came up naturally. Okay. <laughs> as, we're as a music podcast. Of course we're going to talk about Rod Stewart. Kim's doing a disgusting wink at me now. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you, Kim. You can uh, also, if you donate to our Patreon, you can also hear Kim say some shit on the Liar Liar episode of Carry Me Home. Kim, ever since P got meetup, Kim has become increasingly more online. Kim is, like, posting at an exponential rate in terms of just, like, the... <laughs> can I say Can I say it's worrying me? <laughs> she's gonna surpass us. She has the... She She's, like, if this was the anime, she'd be, like, the Gohan... Figure. Right, like she has the. Pot- yeah, she's becoming the great Saya man. <laughs> yeah, she has. We see her great potential. It just has to be unleashed to the world. We don't. We no longer have like 2015 producer Kim to just be like ew when we say like crank tog. Like now she's bringing she's, the heat. She's starting her own sayings and <laughs> and good. ranking her films. Uh huh. Which you could hear about on Carry Me Home monthly updates on our Patreon. <laughs> Anyway, Maxi Bajillion asked, is there a genre of music that you didn't get into until it wasn't popular anymore? I wasn't alive in the 80s, but I absolutely love hair metal. Same. And nowadays, mid-2000s pop punk is the single greatest genre of music conceived by humanity. That's valid. I definitely, well, yeah, I wasn't alive for uh, the 80s hair metal, but I like a lot of those, like, I hear this, I hear it, and I'm like, this is bad, but I like it. Yeah, it's... Like, we were in the car yesterday, just, like, going through the the stations, and I heard, like, he's the one you call Dr. Feel Good! And I was like, oh, this slaps. <laughs> and Kim's like, what is this? I'm like, oh, it's Molly Crew, don't worry yeah, about it's... it. Like, you feel good. Mm-hmm. I had an, uh, so I I was one years old when Nirvana ended, but mm-hmm. I I did enjoy that genre in college of Nirvana, even though it wasn't popular anymore. And mm-hmm. I didn't... So Weird Al sort of did a funny it Smells Like Teen Spirit riff, and I like that version of it, but then I listened to the original version, and I was like, oh, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't... I, okay, we're going kind of long, so I want to kind of just blow through the... I want to get to these questions, but we got to okay. get them quick. Uh, Tumblr user Claudius Poulter. It's actually uh, right? Polcare in Latin. Polcare. I never took Latin. I'm not Catholic, oh, well. so... Oh, well. I guess I'm the only one on this podcast who got a Latin scholarship, so... Hey, hey, fun point. It's me, Taki Aisha, on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get to... Okay. There, there's a lot here. We'll just get to this part. Okay. Uh, it's not MCR, but there's a lot of songs and artists I love to listen to in high school that I can't listen to anymore because they just remind me of how depressed I was back then. And if you have songs or albums you can't listen to anymore because they remind you of bad times... <laughs> <laughs> I, I have one that was just, like, when I was a really depressed teenager, but not, like, um, real problems. It was kind of like, girls don't like me. Yeah. And at that time, I was listening to a lot of Bomb the Music Industry. Uh-huh. So now, even though, like, Jeff Rosenstock put out, like, a lot of albums after that, and they're supposed to be really good, I'm like, uh, I don't know, I just feel, like, it makes me not want to listen to them. Even albums, like, I haven't heard before. Something about that band, just like, ah, oh, the, the rough times of my life. Also, uh, not really related, but Pantera, because fucking Dimebag Daryl just had a Confederate flag guitar. Yeah, oops. <laughs> so, oops, oopsies! Uh-oh! I, um, so when I was in, uh, when I was in high school, I was sort of going through, like, baby's first, like, breakup, air quotes, mm-hmm. and I was getting into Five Iron Frenzy at the time, mm-hmm. the Christian ska band, of which you will be familiar at some point. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, I was really getting into the third studio album, All the Hype That the Money Can Buy, because they have a song about how, you know, Freddie Mercury was like cool, but I used to not like him because I was homophobic and now I think he's good. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, a Christian band says that? That's good. Maybe I'll stay in the church. <laughs> um, and I, I can listen to it because I'm not in high school anymore, but it does put me in a particular place in time. Yeah, I have to be, you'll have to be in like a specific mood for like, yeah, I'll have this now. Yeah. I'll dig into this. Um, friend of the show, Postdo asked, I did erroneously refer to this with the popular but incorrect label of emo out of not knowing what better term to use. So right. do you have any real emo recommendations of real emo that is an American football? <laughs> is, um, the world is a beautiful place? That's emo? kind of, that's kind of my one, my one is, is, uh, Zawardo beautiful place. I'm no longer afraid to so die. So I'm familiar with kind of like the twinkly guitar thing. Yeah. And you will be familiar okay. with it. There's two bands and I looked and they both broke up after like two years. Uh, one band was called Dads. Yeah, is a, Dads is popular among my Dads e- is popular. And also, pals. I don't, I don't, I never know how to say it because I never heard it out loud, but Glockamora or Glocamora. I don't know how you say don't it. Don't know. G-L-O-C-C-A-M-O-R-A, I think is oh. how you spell it. They have a really good, like, twinkly emo album. Mm-hmm. And I think on the album cover, it's like a guy cheering at a party. And I think one of the guys from the Menzingers is in the picture. Ah. So that seems like, seems like it hits. It's so those not- are, the, like, the only two. Because I, I remember I kept seeing the fucking Dad's album cover posted everywhere. And I'm like, what is this? Like, why is everyone talking about this? And then I listen, I'm like, oh, it's mm. good. Oh, I do have two. So, like, so like the twinkly, like, emo revival stuff, I like The World is a Beautiful Place. But, like, the this, the the loud, angry... Oh, we missed Weed Minute. Sorry. We missed the Weed Minute. Um, Snowing is also a good emo band, mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. which we might, uh, at some point... Uh, we might revisit. Is, is Tiny Moving Parts emo? I've never really listened you know to them? them. Because they're sing- they have the twinkles that I love to hear, but the singer fucking sounds like shit. Ah. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of a, a front-bottom situation for uh, me. Ah. Tiny Moving Farts. That's what I call More them. I like it. Um, do you have another one, or was that it? No, just Snowing in the World are the two that I like. Okay, so let's close there. Let's close this one out with a question from friend of the show, Roy Fuck Warlock. Uh-huh. Uh, what if his name was Gerard Kofifi? Thank you so much, Roy. Thank you so much, Roy. Funpointcast at gmail.com and on Tumblr. We stand a legend. Uh, so, we've come to, to this point where it's my turn to pick an album. Yes. So, I know you, you gave me like the three choices last week. Mm-hmm. I'm go- I think I'm gonna incorporate that into my set in okay. the future. So, but they're all from New Jersey. They're all from New Jersey. They actually, if I did that this week, they would be, which is funny. <laughs> but, this is going to be my first week of both classes and, like, student teaching. No doubt. So I kind of want to go with something. I know we're both familiar with this album. Okay. So I'm going to do my bit where I read the, like, Wikipedia info. And I know, you like, you try to guess it. But as soon as you know what it is, okay. I want you to jump in and stop me. Okay. Okay, so... And this is something that you expect that I have some familiarity with? Yes. Okay. Okay, this album is... Streetlight Manifesto. <laughs> it's Streetlight Manifesto. <laughs> it's Everything Goes Numb? <laughs> it's Everything Goes Numb. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. <laughs> I didn't even have to get to debut. You knew what it was. We all knew what it was. We knew it was coming. Uh-huh. Uh, this oh, is... fuck yeah, dude. The best ska album of all time. Third third wave ska, I'll say. Yeah, S- ska punk. S- secular ska. Secular ska. Uh... 
And I have listened to this album more than anything in my life. We could record this right now. <laughs> we could. Yeah, we could go right now. Okay. Maybe we'll just do that next week. We'll just kind of acapella the whole thing. Everyone, everyone will love it. Yeah, they'll like. Uh, I'm seeing them perform this album in its entirety in November, and I'm very excited. I have a sort uh, of New Jersey question for you before we go. So yeah. I was I so I Googled bands of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And one of them that came up is called Ripping Corpse. Okay, never heard of that one. Never heard of that. They're a death metal band that was in New Jersey. Um nope. I'm asking because I had never heard of them before, but then last night their lead guitar man came on stage with the Mountain Goats and shredded a metal version of Denton. And mm-hmm. uh it was good to me. But I like, it's so funny to me to see, like, artists' influences and everything, because sometimes you're like, oh, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. And, like, the Mountain Goats. With the Mountain Goats, maybe. Yeah. It's like, like uh, lyrically, uh, he, you know, he talks a lot about the tomb and the grave and, uh, you know, Ozymandias hell and sa- shit. Hell Satan, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that, but in terms of the musicality of it all... All of all of his influences are, like, some metal band you've never heard of that sold, like, 12 albums, and they're called, like... Face Ripper or something. Uh-huh. It's good. It's good. It was very, like, the best part of the concert, honestly, was, like, he was, he talked about how this guy, like, Eric Rutan, was, mm-hmm. like, really formative for him when he was growing up, and it's such an honor to share the stage, and, like, to actual see, actually see the Mountain Goats man hop up and down like a kid in a candy store was, like, uh-huh. I am, it was hard for me to come back to My Chemical Romance, because I was so, like, not broody and sad, you know? Uh-huh. In that moment, good. you were all euphoric. Yeah. And not by any phony god. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah. Hey, speaking speaking of any phony... Oh, there's not that much of that on this. I was gonna say any phony god. They don't really get too atheist until further albums. Uh-huh. But, but I mean, here, here's still. to life, you know? Here's, because that's all we got. There's kind of a lot about, hey... Please don't kill yourself. Yeah. Somewhere in the between's kind of heavy on the, we're going to hell and I like to do it. Yeah. I'm so going I to hell and also do, hell's not real. I figure we should, and we'll do this on the um, the next episode too, but we should put a content warning because there is a lot of like suicide talk yeah, on the yeah, next yeah, yeah, album. Yeah. Most of it is like, p- ple- there's nothing he hates more than people killing themselves. Yeah. So there's a lot of mentions of it, but in a way that's like, please do not do this thing. Mm-hmm. But just so you know, just saying up front if you never heard the album before. Yeah. So, if, if, just just to let you know that. Um, Ski mask, check. Hey, sort of, check. Guilty conscience, fear of death, check, check, check. This is uh, Check, 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 yeah. We'll, <laughs> we could do this right now, but let's <laughs> actually take some time and listen to it again. Yeah, I'm going to give it a give it a, a spin on the old record player. All right, so we'll see you next week for Sheila Manifesto, Everything Goes Numb. All right, thank you, and, Gerard, uh, for a great time. Thank you, thank you Gerard. Thank you, Brooks. Thank you, Eddie. Thanks, uh, Kim. Give me some. Thanks, Thank- Kim. She's. I think she's in the shower. Thank you but for. Thanks. Thank you, the the Patreon friend who who made me listen to this and find out that I like it. Thank you. Uh, hey, give me some reggae. Give me some reggae. Uh, and uh, semper funny. Oh yeah, semper funny. Semper funny. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye